Hi there. Welcome to the InnerSelf.com audio version of We Are All Connected, written and narrated by Marie T. Russell, publisher of InnerSelf.com. When I'm seeking inspiration or answers, I'll sometimes let myself be guided to a book, and after taking a deep breath and focusing on what I'm searching for, I open the book randomly to find a message for me or some inspiration for an article that I'm writing. As I did this just now, I was led to the book Healing for the Age of Enlightenment, by Stanley Burroughs. The page I opened to had this message, and I quote, There is but one body and but one spirit. We are all an extension or expression of the divine. We are all connected together with cords visible only through the spiritual sight. What affects one affects the whole world and all its people. What we do to ourselves, we do to others. What we do to others, we do to ourselves. End of quote. This is why our words and thoughts are so important. What we emit into the world is picked up by others and it affects them as well. So if we go around spewing anger and judgment, That's what we're feeding others and their energy is affected. When we emit love, support, compassion, and understanding, this is what others receive and experience in our presence. What can we do about it? Rather than thinking negative thoughts about someone who is a challenge in our life, we can instead choose to think of them in the way we'd like them to be supportive, loving, joyful, etc. It's a bit like a self-fulfilling prophecy, or I suppose more appropriately, an other-fulfilling prophecy. Just as children who are constantly told they are stupid, ugly, clumsy, etc. start to believe it, the person that you mentally and spiritually think of in a more positive way will get the message that they can then accept into their being. Anytime you find yourself falling back on the negative thoughts about this person, just say, cancel, and return to thinking of the person in the way you'd like them to be, loving, joyful, supportive, which is their true self. Since we're all connected, our thoughts, our positive energy will offer that energy, that message, that reality to the other person. The more we envision them in a positive light, attributing them with positive, loving, supportive traits, the more they'll be able to tap into that energy. They, of course, have a choice, but I think most people would choose inner peace and joy if they thought it was an option for them. The body is connected. This also applies to our body. We can also affect the well-being of our body by sending it positive energy and supportive thoughts. Our thoughts and our energy are connected to everything, including the cells in our body. 
I'm reminded of that old children's rhyme and gospel song, Them Bones, where it's said how all the bones are connected to each other. This is why when one bone is hurt, it affects the rest of the body. In the same way, when an organ in the body is unhealthy, the rest of the body is affected. And this is also true at the level of the cells. All the cells of the body are connected and have an effect on each other. So what we think, believe, or say about or to our body makes a difference. Paying attention to how we talk to ourselves and to and about our body is essential in feeding ourselves the right programming in order to heal and to remain healthy and vibrant. The universe is connected. The universe never ceases to amaze me as it makes its own connections. The day after I wrote the above section in this article about them bones, I received an excerpt from a new book entitled Being Nature. And that article's submission starts with this quote from Jack Kerouac. The neck bone is connected to the head bone. The head bone is connected to the angel bone. The angel bone is connected to the God bone. I had to chuckle at that synchronicity of the universe sending me a nod about the bone connection. Another example of the synchronicity of connections or good timing. The day after I'd written Tuesday's inspiration about our all being connected, which is the beginning of this article, I watched the movie Collateral Beauty. It has a great example of being connected. Howard, the main character, builds these intricate models out of blocks, which he then sets to tumbling down like a row of dominoes. The first block goes down, and the whole setup, a room full, follows one block after the other. An incredible example of things being connected. One small action triggering a monumental and possibly life-changing event. Love is in everything. In the movie Collateral Beauty, Love says to Howard, played by Will Smith, that love is in everything. And I quote, I'm in all of it. I'm the darkness. I'm the light. I'm the sunshine and the storm. Yes, you're right, I was there in her laugh, but I'm also here now in your pain. I'm the reason for everything. I'm the only why. Don't try and live without me, Howard. Please don't. End of quote. It's a powerful scene in which we are reminded that love is not only in the wonderful connected moments, but also in the times when we feel disconnected, alone, sad, fearful, and in pain. Love is the underlying energy that connects us all, whether we know it or not, whether we feel it or not. It is everywhere, in everyone and everything. Yet many of us are just skimming the surface, 
It takes courage to travel the ups and downs of love. It's not always smiles and giggles. It's anger, pain, sorrow. It is grief. Yet it is part of life's journey and it connects us all. We each have our challenges as well as our successes. We each have our journeys into hell and back. And through it all, love is there to support us. Love for ourselves love from others, love for life itself, even the belief in the lack of love. It's all part of our journey back to seeing and experiencing love in everything. We are all the same. Another way in which we're all connected is that everyone shows us a reflection of an aspect of ourselves. Everyone mirrors some part of us, Sometimes the reflection is from a crazy mirror that may reflect something in an enlarged fashion, making it appear much worse than it really is. Yet the essence of the reflection is the same. This is the most difficult to accept when the reflection is not so flattering. For example, years ago, I was upset with my aunt because she had judgments about my way of life. I married outside of the Catholic Church. I later divorced. I didn't go to church. She had a judgmental attitude about me and my way of life. Yet, some years later, I realized that just as she was judging me for my lifestyle, I was judging her for being judgmental. So, she was indeed a mirror for me. The only difference is that I thought I was right in my judgment, and that she was wrong in hers. And actually, even there, we reflected each other, since she obviously thought she was right in her judgment and that I was wrong. But judgment, it still was. See what I mean about it not being something we might want to see or acknowledge? It may not shed a favorable light on us. Yet, once I saw it, I was able to catch myself much more easily when I was being judgmental of others. If you can see it in others, it's being reflected from you. There are some common expressions that speak to that. The pot calling the kettle black, and it takes one to know one. When we find ourselves reacting strongly to someone else and their actions, or lack thereof, we can ask ourselves, how is this behavior reflected in me? Is this attitude something that I also harbor at times? While it may be hard to admit, it is also empowering. One can't clear up a situation if one refuses to see that it exists. And of course, the mirror or reflection applies to positive traits as well. That person you admire is also a reflection of you. Everything we see is a reflection in some way. We are all one. In my continuing reflection on the connection and oneness of all things, the universe sent me another gem. An article submitted to InnerSelf this week entitled Gaia's Own Journey, Unity in Diversity starts with this line. 
One of our most venerable of wisdom traditions, the Chinese I Ching, tells that in the beginning was the one. The one became two. The two became three. And from the three, ten thousand things were born. End of quote. What a lovely picture of connection. We are all descendants of the one, one cell, one thing, or in the Christian tradition, of one God. While we may be different and look different, we are all one. Just like your physical body has many different parts, they're all part of the whole body, part of the one. Your little finger is just as much a part of you as your mind, your heart, your kidneys, liver, lungs, etc. In the same way, we ourselves are cells in the body of life, of the universe, of good, God. We may be a cell in the little finger, or a cell in the mind or the heart. Which part we play is not important. None of us is more important than the other. We are part and parcel, puzzle pieces, if you like, of the wholeness of it all. And our role is to love and help, however we can, all the other parts. The Breath and Water of Life Connection is essential, innate and present everywhere. Yesterday, I received a review copy of the book Revelations of the Aramaic Jesus. Doing the close my eyes, get centered, and open the book randomly process, I opened to a page with this quote. Human consciousness has changed over the past 500 or so years. Our languages, likewise, have changed to reflect the increasing isolation of the self and its alienation from nature as well as from other human beings. Instead of finding a home in breathing that connects to other breathers, we are educated to believe that my breath is mine and not yours, not part of the planet's atmosphere. End of quote. On this planet we call home, we're connected in a very physical sense by water and air. These two forces of nature are in constant circulation on and above planet Earth. Sometimes they are peaceful, as in gentle rain and soft breezes, and at other times they are tumultuous, as in the case of torrential rains and hurricanes. Yet, in either situation, they can help create connection. Sitting meditatively by a gentle stream one feels the connection with the all. And conversely, after disasters caused by these powerful forces of nature, we see humanity coming together to help each other and increasing our sense of connection and neighborly love. For an example of this, read The Spirit of True Christian Living in Action. We also are connected through our inner water, Blood. Blood is a commonality between all races, sexes, religions, ages, etc. Humans and mammals alike are nourished internally by this water of life. Without this water, 
our body would lose its connection to life. The Christian tradition refers to the water of life as the Holy Spirit, which is the breath of life. So again, we come around to the two essentials of life, water and air, which connect us all. The water you are drinking could have very well been in Cleopatra's bath water many centuries ago. And the air you breathe comes from the breath taken in and released by your neighbor, as well as the residents of Earth, four-legged and two-legged, centuries and millennia ago. Thus, the air I breathe and the water I drink is not mine, nor is it yours. It belongs to the all, to the planet's atmosphere. It connects to us all and through us all. Both water and air are essential for life, just as connection is essential for life. Babies who don't get any human touch or connection grow up with severe emotional problems. People who feel unloved, unconnected, or disconnected also develop emotional imbalances such as rage, separation from others and from love, claustrophobia, the world being separate and closing in, agoraphobia, fear of others, things, people, and places who are seen as separate from self, etc. The definitions in parentheses are my interpretations. It is time. It's time for us to return to a sense of connection. First, by accepting that we are all the same, in that we not only share the same water and air, but we also share the same concerns and needs, both in our personal life and for the planet. The more we can see and feel our connection to the all, which includes humans, animals, and nature, the more we will be in harmony with life itself and find our path clearly defined to create a life of love and harmony for all here on planet Earth. This article was written and read by Marie T. Russell, publisher of InnerSelf.com. Thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this article. For over 30 years, we at InnerSelf have sought to encourage new attitudes and new possibilities. For more inspiration, visit us at InnerSelf.com. Thank you. Visit the Inner Self Market for new attitudes and new possibilities. You'll find inspiring books, wonderful music CDs, audiobooks, card decks, candles, jewelry, gifts, all kinds of wonderful things. Visit us at market.innerself.com.